Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Furley Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, and I'm dropping in to remind you, to exhort you, to encourage you, and to inform you, to let you know that today is another good day, for this is the day the Lord has made. How many of you know that we are a part of God's good plan because the plans, the only plans he had for us according um, to Jeremiah 20 11 is good to prosper, express us and bring us into great success. So I said all that to say, keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Expect good things to happen to you. Expect good things to happen for you for the favor of God is on you and God's goodness and mercy is following you again today. Hey, I, I, you know, I gotta know, I gotta know, I gotta know. Thank you guys again for joining and share this podcast, but I need to know, are, are you moving past your past? We're getting ready to get into this here real quick, here just, but first we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God, for you said where two or three are joined together, there you are right there in the midst of us. You're, you are present help in time of trouble. We thank God that you are not confined by time. That's why you are present help in our time of trouble, because you're in the trouble before we get there, Father God. So we just thank you, Father, that as we come together today, that we acknowledge you in all our ways, and we thank you for leading and guiding and directing our path, Father, for we want your will to be done, not our will. We want your way to be done, not our way, Father God. And we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Father, as this word will fall on good ground. We will not just be hearers of the word, but we will take this word that you give us, Father, and we will become doers. I ask that you anoint these lips of clay, Father, and that you give me a rhema word, Father God, a rhema word so we can see and hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. For your word is spirit and it is truth, Father God. And you said, if we continue your word, we are, are, we, we are your disciples and we will know the truth and your truth will set us free. We thank you for your truth up for illuminating those areas in our lives to start. We thank you that your truth will set us free from the devil's lie that holds us captive to our past. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, guys, we kind of talk about moving past our past. How many of you know that to move past our past, we have got to renew our mind because our thought life, those memories from our past is holding us to our past. Romans 12, we're going to start with Romans 12, 1, uh, 2, where it talks about uh, how uh, for us not to be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed, be ye changed by the renewing of our mind. Now, how many of you know that when we become born again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 tells us that if any, it reminds us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away. And behold, look, see, all things have become new. Um, That when we become born again, we do become a new creature on the inside. But that mind has got to be renewed. We've got to work on our soul salvation by renewing our mind. We have to change our way of thinking to change our way of living. Because I don't know, because that body is going to do what the mind tell it to. It's just rigged like that. It works like that. We know this, right? We know this to be true. So we have to, in order to move past our past, we have to change our way of thinking. 
Um, we have to begin to see ourselves the way God sees us. God sees us as being new creatures in Christ Jesus. So then as we begin to understand that we are new creatures, then we need to find, move on over and begin to find out as a new creature who we are. We're heirs and joint heirs, right? But how many of you know that the devil, who is the accuser of the brethren, he wants to keep us in the past. He wants us to see ourselves the way uh we used to be because he knows as long as we can see ourselves the way we used to be it can keep us from seeing how who we are right now as long as we're stuck in the past we can't move forward in the future philippians 3 13 and 14 says brother and i do not count myself to apprehend it but this one thing i do he said i don't i don't understand it all but there's one thing i'm going to do i'm going forgetting those things which are behind Forgetting those things which are in back of me, forgetting those that old man, those old ways of doing things. I'm, 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 I'm forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead of me. And, and that's how God wants. He wants us to seek him. He wants to be in pursuit of him. How many of you know that the provisions are in the will of God? Anytime God tells us to do something, he is going to provide us with everything that we need to do what he asks. Now, don't that just make sense? So God is saying, I need you to move forward. I need you to move out of this position so you can move into the position. But on our way to where we're going, all along the way, God is going to be preparing us for the position, for the place before we get into into the position. This is why we have to renew our mind. You know, this is why you can, you know, you can see people win the lottery, win all this money or gain a big inheritance and be back poor within like six months or so. Why? Because they had they had a million dollars in their hand, but they still had a poverty mindset. So God has to prepare us for the position. He has to prepare us for the place. So when we get to the place, our mindset is going is going to be in line with the position. This is what, what, what the, prep, the preparation is for. So he said, I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I'm reaching forward. I'm pressing into the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. How do we seek first the kingdom of God? By uh, being in pursuit, being obedience to the will of God, being obedience to the word of God, acknowledging God in all our ways, crying out to God and saying, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. I want, I need your wisdom. I need to know how do you want me to do it? Lean not, you told me nothing, lean not to my own understanding. Don't, you, you told me not to try to figure it out. Why? Because you already have it figured out. You told me to lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways, acknowledge you and you will direct our path. So we have to begin to renew our mind because memories keeps us tied to the past. How many of you know that memories keep us tied to the past? It causes us to long for the past. That's why it's not good to sit up and talk about the good old days. You know why? Because God has better days. Remember the Lord told Lot when he delivered Lot and his family from Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, whatever you do, when I bring you up out of this place, don't look back. He warned him. He said, don't look back. But Lot's wife, she longed for the past. So she turned and looked back. And she turned into a pillar of salt. And some of us are salty because we're still living in the past. We're still living in the past pain. We're still living in the past failures. We're still living in the past hurts. When God is saying, 
You're not back there. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Can you see that? That that old man is dead. I'm, we're crucified with Christ. Galatians tells us that if we're crucified with Christ, nevertheless, we live yet not us, but Christ that liveth in us. And the life we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God. Galatians 2 and 20 tells us this, right? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. I'm living by faith in what Jesus Christ has already done. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. That's no longer I. I, I am, you know, we're three-part beings. We're spirit. We, have, we are a spirit because that's what giveth life, right? The Bible says it's the spirit that giveth life. So when our spirit leaves our body, we cease to live, right? So it's the spirit that giveth life. But we live in a body because the word of God tells us in Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So when God breathed in man, he became a living being, right? So uh, it's the spirit that giveth life and we have a soul, right? So we're spirit, body, and soul. But the real us is the spirit. And this is why God wants us to teach us how to live from the inside out, So how do we do that? As we begin to renew our mind, we put on the mind of Christ. So our thinking can become his way of thinking. He said, if you hold on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you'll lose your life for my sake, then you'll find it. So in other words, as long as we bent on doing things our way instead of God's way, he said, you're losing your life. That's the miserable life. But if you'll give up your way for my way, because I am life, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that's when you're going to find it. Because God, who is the shepherd, is trying to lead us into things that's good for us. He's trying to lead us into the green pastures. He's trying to lead us beside the still waters. So we can trust the leading of the Holy Ghost. So longing for the past keeps us in the past. So Philippians 3.14 says, forgetting those things which are behind. We need to forget. How do you forget those things which are behind? By meditating on those things, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, whatsoever things are praiseworthy. The Bible says, think on these things. He's telling us, this is how you set your mind. Set your affections on things above, which are eternal, not on things below, which are temporal. Because things above are, are from God, things below are temporal, they're subject to change, right? So God has said, I need you to set your mind, seek first the kingdom of God, knock the door shall be opened. Our, our part as believers as, and disciples of Jesus Christ is to be in pursuit of him, right? Jesus said, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So following um, after the, the way we follow God is by following the word of God. Um, the way we're led by the spirit of God is by being led by the word of God. So God and his word is one. So when we're doing what God says, tells us to do, then we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. So uh, the memories from the past keeps us in the past. Longing for the past keeps us in the past. Remember Exodus 16, 13, it talks about how when Moses led the children of Israel through the wilderness, how they longed for the past. They said, if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they mourned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now they said, 
you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death because they was they was complaining and they was not satisfied and they, they wanted some meat. And they was like, they was mourning and complaining because they couldn't get the meat. And they said to Moses, what did you bring us out here to starve? It was better. How, look, listen to this. They was longing for the past. They said it was better when we was in Egypt because at least when we were in Egypt, we had all kinds of bread. We had all kinds of meat. But they forgot about the fact that they were slaves. They forgot about the fact that they was in misery. They forgot about the fact that they were in bondage. They forgot about the fact that they was being beat all the time. They forgot about the abusive situation. But you know why they longed for the past? Because it was a familiar place. <laughs> And it takes faith to walk with God because when you're walking with God, you have to live by faith. It's like walking on water. You don't know what's next. You're just saying, Lord, I trust you. You know, whatever it is you want me to do, whatever it is you want me to say, wherever it is you want me to go, that's where I go. But they longed for the past. They longed for the past because it was a familiar place. We know it was a familiar place because they talked about all the things that they had when they was in that familiar place. But they forgot about the bad things. They were just thinking about the food because at the time they was hungry and they was wanting some meat because they was not satisfied. God had already did all these miracles. He had already parted the Red Sea. But they were stuck in the memory of their past because they was longing, you know, they was longing for something that they wanted. And when we long for stuff, this is how the devil is able to tempt us. Because he says a man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own evil desires. And then when he's and then when he's enticed, and then he's drawn away by his own evil desires. And then he gives birth to sin, and sin gives birth to death, right? So they were being tempted by their own evil desires because they was wanting food. And so what they begin to do, remember the Bible says... Uh, where does all this fighting and, and murmuring and complaining comes from? Does it not come from you wanting what you, what you, uh, something that you want, your own evil desires? And when you're not getting what you want, then we begin to complain. So they wanted something. They, but they had forgot all about what God had already done. They had forgot about the Red Sea that He had parted. They forgot about the miracles. They forgot about the fact that they was. They had forgot about the goodness of God. And when we forget about the goodness of God, we'll begin to mourn the things of the past. But this is why the Lord said, "Set your affections on things above." God wants us to remember Him, and this is why in everything and in all things, He tells us to give me thanks, honor, glory, and praise. Because when we think about the goodness of God and all that he's done for us, we won't long and mourn over the things of the past. That was a bad situation, but all they could think about it was what they want. But then they, they, they don't remember all that what had happened to them. All they remembered is about the gold, the silver, the, 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 the big house, the diamonds, you know, all that, all that earthly central stuff. Those were temporary things. God has said, but set your here I done led you by a fire by night so you can see and you can stay warm. Then I gave you a cloud during the day so you could stay cool and have shade. But yet you're still ungrateful. It's because of the condition of their heart. So longing for the past, the memories of the past. What is it that woulda, coulda, shoulda? That keeps us in the past. That's when we're mourning 
those memories. If I would have did this, if I wouldn't have did that, I shouldn't have did this. If you, if we would have just stayed in Egypt, the woulda, coulda, shoulda memories ties us to the past. And even if they're good things, God is saying, I need you to forget about that because I got some better things. How many of you know that our God is good and he has nothing but good in store for us? He tells us in John 10, 10, I am the good shepherd and I come that you might have life and life more abundantly, but it's the thief that come and not, but to steal, kill and destroy. So God has good things in store for us. He has good things ahead of us. And as good as you thought it was back then, how many of you know that God has better in our future? But see, God tells us in Isaiah, in Isaiah uh, 43, 18, 18 and 19, he says, forgetting the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now look, look, it springs up, he says. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Isaiah 43 and 18, he says, I'm doing something new. God said, I'm doing something new. You're stuck in the old. You can't pour new wine into old wineskins. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. He says, look, forgetting the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says, do not dwell on the past because I'm doing something new. And some of us are stuck in the past because we don't, we don't want to transition into the new. But God said, I'm doing something new. And you're frustrated in the place because I'm doing something new and you want, you want God to change and God is trying to change you. We're not going to be able to change God. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. We're not going to be able to change God. God is trying to change us. He said, forgetting the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing something new. God said, I'm doing something new. I'm doing, I'm making a way in the wilderness. He says, I'm making a way. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Don't you see it, he says? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forgetting the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can't you see? I'm making a way in the wilderness. I'm making a way in the pandemic. I'm making a way where there was seem to be no way because I am the way. God is not confined by nothing that we go through. He's not limited by what we can see. The only thing that limits God is what we can believe because he's not going to override our will. He said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. We're limiting God. God is not limited. The earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. Right? He said, I'm doing a new thing. I'm making a way for you in the wilderness. Some of us, you know, this is why we need to just think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for us, but not just what he's done for us, but know this, whatever it was, no matter how good it was, that God has something better. God has something better than your best. And what you thought was good, God has something even better than that. God is a God of multiplication. God is a good God. He is the good shepherd, he says in John 10, 10. I am the good shepherd, and I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Nothing limits or stops the goodness of God. The pandemic doesn't stop the God. He said, look, I'm making a way for you in the wilderness. 
I'm making a way for you in the famine. I'm making a way for you in the pandemic. I'm making a way for you when there seems to be no way. I am the way. I just need you to follow me because I am the good shepherd and I want to live, lead you beside the still water. I want to lead you by the green pastures for the Lord is our shepherd. Isn't that what we say? The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear the pandemic. We don't have to fear no evil. What we have to do is allow the Lord to shepherd us. Will you let the Lord shepherd you? We say it all the time, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord your shepherd? When the Lord is our shepherd, we will follow his lead. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because the Lord is my shepherd, you do not have to want. Because the Lord is your shepherd, you do not have to want. All we have to do is follow his lead. Because when we follow his lead, he said, I'll lead you by the still water. I'll lead you into green pastures. God got green pastures for us. He's not going to lead us into a famine. He's not going to lead us into anything evil. He's not going to lead us into anything bad. Because he said, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. It's the thief. The devil who cometh not but the steal, kill, and destroy. I'm the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He came to lead us. He left the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, direct us into all truth. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. But I'm going to leave you with another comforter, the Holy Spirit. And he will lead, guide, and direct us into everything that's true, everything that's good, everything that's perfect. So we can trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to mourn over the past. And we don't have to be stuck in the wilderness like the children of Israel complaining, talking about how when we how it was back then. We don't have to be stuck in woulda, coulda, shoulda. But we need to press forward and we need to press into the mark of the prize of the high calling. So m- the memories of the past keeps us in the past. Longing for the past keeps us in the past. The woulda, coulda, shoulda. Are you stuck in woulda, coulda, shoulda? If I would have, I should have. God said, get up from there because that's done with. That's over. Look and see, Isaiah says, I'm doing a new thing. Isaiah 43 says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Unforgiveness keeps us in the past. Do you know, we say we need to forgive others. And that's true. God said we don't forgive. He won't forgive. But how many of you know that when we don't forgive ourselves, unforgiveness keeps us in the past? Because in order not to forgive yourself, you got to constantly listen to the voice of the devil. Because the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And he comes and he's constantly telling us, you missed it here. You didn't do that. You could have, should have, would have. That's the voice of the accuser. And so that keeps us in the past. So we have to forgive ourselves so we can move from that place. Because in order, order to hold on forgiveness against others and ourselves, we have to constantly think about something that we didn't do right. We got to constantly think about the past. And how many of you know that God don't want us stuck there? He tells us, he says in Matthew 6, 15, but if you do not forgive others then, uh, their sins, your father won't forgive you your sins. So we need to forgive others for their sins, but we need to forgive ourselves for our sins. 
Because if, if we do sin, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. We confess our faults. If we confess our sins, we have an advocate with the Father. If we confess our own sins, we have an advocate with the Father. And he's faithful and just to forgive us also, not just others, but he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness also. So we have to know that the blood of Jesus, it is enough. And when we don't forgive ourselves, what we're saying is, God won't do this for me. He'll do it for them because he loves them, but God won't do this. So what we're saying is that the blood of Jesus is not enough. But I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus, it is enough. The same blood that he shed it to redeem us, to save us, is the same blood that he shed it to uh, deliver us, to heal us, and to make us whole and to forgive us. We have already been forgiven. We just need to receive the finished work. Lord, I receive your forgiveness because you already knew that I was going to do it before I did it. That's why your grace and your mercy is fresh and new every day. You've forgiven me in advance for things that I was going to do that I didn't even know I was going to do. So uh, unforgiveness, we must forgive ourselves because unforgiveness, it holds us to the past. It holds us to the past. And that's what the devil wants us to do. I'm not going to be before you that much longer, but I need to let you know and remind you, let's forget about those things of the past so we can press in and reach for those things which are, which are in front of us. So we can press in to the mark of the prize of the high calling, moving past the past. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not yet. So let's just live in what we have, which is called the present. How about that? Today is another good day from the Lord. The Lord has gifted us with another day. And I like to tell people that when you've done what God has asked you to do today, then you have fulfilled God's will for your life for today. How about that? Let's just live. Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of his own. So let's live, seek first the kingdom of God for today and say, Lord, here I am. All I want is your will. All I want is your way. I'm getting ready to end it here. And remember, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself so you're not stuck in the past. Don't don't long for the memories of your past, but look forward to what's ahead so God can move you into what he's gifted you, which is called and known as the present. I'm going to end it here. You guys be so blessed and be so encouraged. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys share my podcast today. I'm up here at the hospital with Miss Leela today. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here with Miss Leela. And um, so you guys be blessed and be so encouraged. I want to say this. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And expect good things to happen to you because today is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yesterday's gone. Forgive yourself for what you didn't do yesterday. And guess what? There's no condemnation because today is another good day. And we get to do what God has asked us to do. Okay, so you guys be blessed. Be so, so, so very encouraged. Until next time, I'm going to end it here.